Good morning, North Central. How are you guys feeling this morning? Woo! Awesome. It's so good to be here with you today. Man, I just want to start off by thanking CMN for this opportunity. Uh, I've got so much love for them and feel incredibly blessed to be connected to this awesome network. Uh, to be honest, family is really what I call it, but to be connected to this awesome network of individuals who work tirelessly day and night to see healthy churches and healthy church leaders in every community. So it's an honor to be on this journey with them, and it's an honor to share moments like this with them. So thank you once again to CMN. I'd also like to take the opportunity to thank President Hagen and the incredible staff at North Central for just being so gracious and so kind and for opening up their doors and welcoming us so well. Uh, it really is an honor to be here, so thank you to North Central as well. Um, man, it's just really so awesome to be in the great state of Minnesota. Um, I don't know, that's right, woo, come on, give it up for your city, man. It's it's so awesome to be here. Uh, I don't know what it is about this city, but I just have so much love for Minnesota. It's a place I love to come to often. Um, it's really just always a special treat to be here. So anytime I get the chance to be here and I come out, it's always a treat. But this time around, what makes this trip even that much more special uh, is that I get to spend it with you. Uh, a room full of men and women that I believe God is getting ready to do some incredible things in this city, in this generation, in this nation, and in this world. And so if you're sitting here today in this room, and for those of you that are joining us online, if you're here today, please Hear me and believe me when I say this, that you are not here by chance, you are not here by accident, you are not here by coincidence, you are here by divine purpose. Did you hear me? You are here by divine purpose. Uh, you know, God has planted you in this room, he has planted you in this season, he has planted you in this time, he has planted you in this city, he has planted you in this moment, and I know that the season and time that we've been walking in has not been the easiest, I know it's been challenging, I know there's been a lot of pain, a lot of loss, a lot of uncertainty, but God has planted you, the individual, you, every man and every woman in this room right now, he has planted you in this place and in this season and in this time for a purpose. He has planted you here because he is preparing you and equipping you for greatness. How many of y'all believe that? There is something great that God is preparing you for and equipping you for. Listen, I believe that uh, what's coming ahead for us, for the church and for this nation, is so much more bigger than we can imagine, so much more bigger than we can fathom, so much more bigger than we know. And God seeing what's to come is already calling out and preparing men and women like yourselves to be able to usher in hope, to be able to usher in healing, to be able to usher in restoration, and to be able to usher in a fresh wave of revival. Come on now, who needs that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that that is what he's getting ready to do through you? Do you believe that? Do you believe that God is getting ready to do all that through you? So let me tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I come from Washington, D.C., but I'm not originally from D.C. Uh, I was actually born and raised in Athens, Greece, to an Ethiopian mother and an Italian father. But by the age of 11, uh, God opened up an opportunity for my mother and I to join the rest of our extended family in Canada. And so at the age of 11, we left Greece, moved to Canada, and I spent the next 16 years of my life just growing up. Uh, it's a place that the Lord used to 
just bring certain growth and maturity into my life. I went to school there. I established my relationship with God there. And so uh, Canada is really a place where uh, the Lord really used different people and different environments to really uh, bring growth into my life. And as much as I loved uh, my season and my time there, as much as I loved my life in Canada, as much as I never imagined for a minute that I would leave it, uh, four years ago, the Lord had different plans. And so he brought me out of Toronto and to Washington, D.C., where I currently co-pastor at Overflow City Church, which is a church that my husband and I planted a little over two years ago. And so uh, my my story is a little bit crazy, been to different places, uh, experienced different cultures, but getting to the season of life that I'm speaking to you from today as a church planter and as a church pastor uh, has been quite the journey. And it's really a journey that started with one word, yes. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will do it. Yes, I will trust you. Let me tell you this. The greatest impact that we could ever have, the greatest influence that we could ever have, the, the greatest way that we can touch and reach the city and the environment that we are in, the best way that we can partner with God to see uh, heaven's agenda being fulfilled here on earth all begins with one word, yes. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will do it. Yes, I will trust you. And so before I move on, if you're going to remember anything I say today, if you're going to write down anything I say today, please let it be this one word. Yes. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will do it. Yes, I will trust you. In 2016, uh, my husband and I uh, began praying for our city. At the time, we had just recently gotten married and we were leading a young adult ministry. But uh, we started sensing a huge burden for our city. Uh, we, we wanted to see lost people saved and we wanted to see saved people effectively discipled to be followers of Christ. We had this passion to see people encounter God, to see people discover their purpose and to see people making a difference. Because I believe that every single life that has been created has been created for that reason to discover God, to discover their purpose, and to make a difference. And this passion that really started stirring up in our lives, uh, this, this passion that we began uh, just sensing and feeling was really as a result of the impact that the local church had on our personal lives and journey with God. And so um, as we began praying and as we began just seeking the Lord on, on what we can do uh, one night, my husband decided to go on a prayer walk. And uh, we're going out on a prayer walk, and as we were coming back from the prayer walk, we, we had to pass by the theater that would later on actually become the location of our church. And we're passing by this theater, and there's a bench right across from it. And on this bench was a man, and he was sitting there with a duffel bag, um, just sitting there with all of his belongings in a duffel bag, and it was clear that, um, that he was homeless. And so Paul, my husband, felt compelled to go and talk to him, and so approached him. He approached him and began talking to him. And as soon as he approached him and started talking to him, the man te uh, tells him, listen, I, I just prayed my last prayer to God, and I just asked him, and I said, God, if you still remember me, if you still have a purpose for my life, if there is still any chance and any hope for me, then God send someone and do something. And so the man proceeds to tell him with tears streaming down his face, I just prayed this prayer moments ago and then you came my way. There are a lot of broken people around us, most of which we brush shoulders with on a day-to-day -day basis and we don't even know it. 
Many people that are on that last prayer, many people that are on that last, on that last leg, they're just, they're just, they've said that final prayer, they've, they've said their final words, and it's like, God, this is it. This is the end for me. You've got to do something. And do you know what they're waiting on? Someone who will say yes. Yes, I will go. Yes, I will do it. Yes, I will trust you. This man didn't always start out that way. He once had a job, he once had a home, he once had a family, a wife, people around him that loved him. But unfortunately, with life hardships, one wrong decision led to the next wrong decision and the next wrong decision. And before he knew it, he was on the street. He had lost his job, his wife, his home, everything that he once had. There are broken people all the time around us that we are seeing and encountering. Some are like him. We can visibly see what's going on in their lives. Some we can't. We don't know. People that are waiting on your yes. People that are waiting on your yes. And so um, we, we began praying for him that night. And in, a, in the most powerful way, I, I, I haven't experienced or seen anything like that. We began praying for him that night. We shared the message of the gospel with him. We began praying for him. And right there on that bench, the Holy Spirit encountered that man. And so seeing what we had witnessed that night, we just couldn't leave him in that place. And so we didn't know what to do. Uh, We didn't know what the next step would be. So we said, okay, let's just put him up in a hotel tonight until we could figure out what we could do next to help him. And then we'll go from there. Why? It all began with one word. Yes. Yes. And so we put him up in a hotel, and over the next uh, period of time, over the next few months, with prayer and obviously with professional help, uh, this man was able to overcome his drug addictions. He was able to be set free from uh, just the emotional weight and things that were just going on that he had been bound to for so long because of what he was going through. And it was small victories in, in, in the journey, small victories. Uh, it, he eventually got a job. Then he got his own place. Uh, And as these little victories are going on, all the while his love and passion for Jesus began to grow deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then it went from the job to having his own place. And then he said, man, I love him so much. This, I can't stop here. So he decided to go to Bible college, studied biblical, took took biblical studies uh, courses just so that he would have enough of an understanding to be able now to go back and communicate to those that are in a similar place like him who Jesus was. Where did it all begin? One person saying yes. Went back, studied. He, his fire for God kept growing deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Today, that man serves on our leadership team at our church. Today, that man shows up every single Sunday morning to get the production team ready for service. He comes into the auditorium before service begins to prepare chairs and to prepare the room and to prepare the space that other people can come to and encounter God the way that he did. Where did it all begin? One person, one word, yes. I brought a photo for you so that you could see who this man is today. I don't know if we have it up, but his name is Andy and this is him. The reality is is that we hear stories like this oftentimes and sometimes we've just gotten too familiar with it 
And it's almost like, oh, that's great. God did that in someone's life. That's awesome. But do you realize that there are many more Andes out there today? There are many more Andes here in Minnesota. There are many more Andes back in D.C. There are many more Andes in different cities and different states that are waiting on your yes. And sometimes, you know, in our journey with God, we, you know, in, in, our, in our walk with God, it becomes too much about just me and, and me and me. And God is saying, no, 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 it's not about you. It's about them. It's about them. It's about them. God is so intentional and so serious about wanting to use your life to make a difference and impact on the people around you. But sometimes we get so caught up on where we are and what we're experiencing. We get so caught up sometimes in our insecurities or sometimes in disqualifying ourselves that we fail to realize what God wants to do through each and every single one of us in this room is so much more bigger than those temporary hurdles and those temporary insecurities and those things that we're battling and struggling through. Listen, all God wants is one word from you, yes. The rest is his to do. All he wants is just one word, yes. How many of us in this room today are ready to just say yes to him? I don't know what it's going to look like, God. I don't know how you're going to do it. But what I do know is I'm ready to give you the permission and I'm ready to make myself available for you to do what only you can do. And so in 2018, we said the biggest yes that I think we've said to date to God. And we decided to plant Overflow City Church. We said, yes, God, we will go. Yes, God, we will do it. Yes, God, we will trust you. And I'm not going to tell you the road has been peachy and great and wonderful. I'm not going to lie to you. No, there are challenges to saying yes to God. There are sacrifices. There are costs. It comes with, with a cost but it's been fulfilling. It's been incredible to see just what God can do when we are available to him. There are so many more stories like Andy that I could spend the rest of the day telling you about, not because of anything I've done, but because of what God has been able to do through my yes. And just imagine what more God can do through your life and through your yes. We live in a very challenging time. And without saying too much, I think all of us here are aware that the season that we are in is not the easiest season to be in. It's not the easiest season to, uh, to be in. It's, it's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. There's a lot of things going on around us. But do you know that even in the midst of such seasons, God is still fiercely pursuing so many people through your life? Listen, the mission, the gospel doesn't stop. God's work doesn't stop. Seasons don't stop or hinder or limit God from still doing what he wants to do. It doesn't stop God from the healing that he wants to bring into people's lives. It doesn't stop God from bringing in the hope that's so, so desperately needed. It doesn't stop God from impacting people's lives. It doesn't stop God from making himself known to people. All that he is waiting on is your yes. Will you say yes to him? Will you say, yes, God, I will go. Yes, God, I will do it. I don't know how you're going to make it all come together, Lord. I don't know what you intend and how well you intend on doing, God, but I'm going to just say yes to you because I trust you. 
Let me tell you this, I, I can't tell you what the road exactly to your yes is gonna look like. I don't know, I have no idea the details of that journey, but what I can confidently tell you today is that those who do say yes to him will never be put to shame. There will never be a yes wasted with God. There will never be an act of obedience that will go uh, unnoticed or that will go uh, unpurposed or that will be unfulfilled. No, any yes that we say to him, any time that we make ourselves available to him, it will never be wasted and it will never put us to shame. So are you willing to say yes to him today? You have absolutely no idea the doors that God wants to open up in your life as a result of your yes to him. You have absolutely no idea the rooms and spaces and places that God wants to put you in as a result of your yes. You have absolutely no idea the countless lives that God wants to bring transformation and impact as a result of your yes. But what you do know is that saying yes will never put you to shame. As I've been praying for you all, getting ready for, for this trip and for this time, all that God has been putting in my heart to remind you of is that there is power in your yes. There is power in your yes. And what God calls you for, what God prepares you to do, what God has specifically ordained for you to do, there is grace that comes alongside of that to do it. When you say yes to God, you're not jumping into something that you're going to drown in because there's grace that comes with that obedience. There is grace that comes with that availability. There is grace that comes with that willingness to say, yes, God, I'm going to take that next step, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to trust you, but as I do it, I also know that there's going to be grace for that journey ahead. So will we trust him today? He's looking for men and women that will simply trust him and say yes to him. And when we do, you have absolutely no idea just the greatness of what is going to be birthed out of your life. Some of you, God is going to send into the marketplace. Some of you, God is going to send into full-time ministry. Some of you, God is going to send into government places where you're going to be working with people that maybe are working on laws and whatnot. I have no idea, but what I do know is God is going to send you to places because he's going to want to see that impact and fruitfulness happen through your life. And the only way that that's going to happen, the only way that you will see it and the world around you will see it is through your yes. So will you say yes to him today? Will you say, yes, God, I will go. Yes, God, I will do it. And yes, God, I will trust you. You know, my, my journey of saying um, yes to him was a bit challenging. Um, you know, growing up uh, in, a, in a household with a single parent, you know, there was... There's so a lot of insecurities that sometimes come with that. You, you feel um, unqualified. You feel like you don't have the, the, the right and full support system to position you to do the things that you want to do. And sometimes people even just have a certain perception of, of you just because of your environment. And there were a lot of insecurities that I had to battle along the way to be where I'm at today. And I'm not going to tell you that I've overcome all of them because I haven't. God is still helping me overcome them. What I have learned is that saying yes to him and taking that first step, and it's always just one step with God. Just take that one step, get to that place, and then trust him for the next one by saying yes again. It's not, I'm going to say yes to this whole five, ten-year plan. I'm just going to say yes to today. 
yes to this task, yes to this responsibility, yes to this small act of faith, and as I take that step, I know you will meet me right here and you will help me take the next step that I need to take. And so as I began taking those small steps forward, God began showing me just how faithful he is in the process and in the journey. So I don't know what battles you are facing in your journey with the Lord right now or just in your journey period. I don't know what battles you're facing. I don't know, uh, I don't know what insecurities there may be there, but all that God is just asking you to do today is just take that first step and just say yes to me. One step, one step at a time, one day at a time. Take that step and say yes and just see what more I could do through your life. I don't have this other message or word for you. The power that I have seen in my life and the transformation that I have seen and the impact I have seen really all started with that. With that, just availability for God. I'm not perfect, Lord. I've got a lot that I'm still struggling and dealing with God, but I'm willing to just say yes to you. And I did. And in doing so, God showed up as he continues to show up. And so if you are in this season of life right now, and you're just wondering, God, how, what can I do in this time? What can I do in this season? How can I bring impact where I'm at? How can I see change happen? Uh, how can I see healing taking place? God, what can I do? Let me tell you this. Say yes to him. Yes, God, I will go. Yes, God, I will do it. Yes, God, I will trust you. So what I want to do, if, if you're open to this and available, what I would love to do is I would just want to pray for you. I know that we can't come up here at the front. And so just wherever you are in your seats, if you could just maybe stand up. Um, and if we could just, if I could just pray for you today. Um, I know there's a lot of heaviness and a lot of things that we're going through as a nation in the city. There's a lot of stuff that's going on around us. And I know that that stuff sometimes can really affect us and cloud our judgment and our ability um, of just really being able to see what God is doing around us. Sometimes the, the brokenness and the heartache and the challenges and the difficulties that we see can, can have a way of shifting our focus and our attention from what God wants to do in our lives and through our lives to the world around us. But what I want to do today is just I want to pray I want to pray for you that God would just give you fresh vision today that God would give you fresh hope today that God would give you uh, just a, a, a renewed purpose in your life that God would shift your focus back from what's going on around you to him because the only way that you can really begin to make an impact around you is when you keep your eyes fixed on him and you continue to say yes day in and day out God I'm going to look towards you and say yes today I'm going to look towards you and say yes tomorrow I'm going to look towards you and say yes the next day. And so I want to just pray for you today that God would just refresh that hope in your heart and that vision in your life. Father God, we just come before you today, Lord. We come before you today with a humble heart, recognizing that we need you. Lord, we need you. We are desperate for you, God. And so, Father, we just come before you today with humble hearts, recognizing our need for you. And in this time, God, collectively, we just, we just lift up our hands, Lord, and we just 
desperately say, Lord, come and give us a fresh vision, God, of who you are. Give us a fresh vision for our lives, God. Give us a fresh vision for the purpose that you have created us to fulfill, Lord God. Father, I pray that in this time of brokenness, in this time of loss, in this time of grief, in this time of confusion, in this time when the enemy tries to creep in and steal that hope and steal that joy and lie and deceive, I pray, God, that in this season, in this time, that you would awaken a generation, Lord God, that you would awaken us, Father, with your power, with your spirit, Lord, that you would cause us to shift our eyes back onto you, our hope, our anchor, our strength, God. We need you, Lord. We need you, God. And today we just keep declaring that. We keep declaring that we need you, Lord. We need you. We cannot do this thing without you, Lord God. We cannot move forward without you, God. Lord, we are desperate for you. We are desperate for you. We are desperate for you, God. So would you come, Lord, today? Would you come and refresh our hearts? Would you come and refresh our vision, Lord God? Would you come and refresh our strength, Lord God? Lord, there are so many of us in this room today who are just tired. We are just weary. We are just tired, God. So I pray that today you would come and that you would strengthen us again, Lord. Let there be a fresh outpouring of your grace and of your empowerment in each man and in each woman in this room today, Lord God. Father, there is only so many words man can say, but when the Spirit of God comes and when he touches and when he empowers, it is nothing that we cannot do. And so, Lord, I yield myself to you in this time and I say, come, God, come and touch every man. Come and touch every woman, Lord. Revive us, God, and prepare us for what you have in store for us, Lord. For we know it is great. For we know it is great. For we know it is great. Some of you um, in this room have just been questioning, God, God, where, where are you in my life? You've been questioning, God, where are you in my life? Why do I not see you? Why, why do I not sense you? Where are you in my life, God? Where are you in this? And God just wants to remind you this morning, I am right here. I am closer than the breath that you breathe. I am right here, and I will continue to be with you as you take the next step. Lord, I just pray. I pray over every single person in this room today, Father God, that you would empower them to say yes. That you would empower them to say yes. In a world where there's so much distraction, in a world, God, where there is so much confusion, in a world, God, where there's so much going on that's constantly attempting to deter us from saying yes, I pray, God, that in this season, in this time, that you would refresh us and that you would strengthen us, God, and that you would empower us to say yes. Help us to say yes today, God, so that your will can be fulfilled. God, we just, we need you. Let's all lift up our hands in this room and just, just as a sign of surrender and recognition of who he is, in humility, let's just say, God, we need you. Take a few seconds right now and just begin to speak to him and let him know, Lord, Lord, I need you. I need you, God. It's not our efforts. It's not our strategies. It's not our conversations. It's not our plans. It's the grace of God that has sustained us and will continue to sustain us. So let's keep praying. Come on, just keep asking the Lord in this place today to just come, God, and just help me to keep my eyes fixed on you, Lord. I need you.
thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all that you are doing. Thank you, God, for this generation here. Thank you, God, for every person in this room today that you have planted. And thank you, God, for the incredible purpose that you have uh, created each individual within this room today. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for that. That out of this room, God, great men and women will come out that will cause great change and transformation in the city. Out of this very room, God, there's going to be men and women that come out, Lord, that, that will begin to usher in healing in this land, healing in this city, God. Out of this room, Lord, I know that there's going to be men and women that come out today, Father, that, that are going to be trailblazers for your kingdom, God. Out of this room, there's going to be great men and women, Lord God, that go out and proclaim the gospel with power and authority in a way that hasn't been done yet before, Lord. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you for that. And we honor you. Let's just go into a time of worship today. Let's go into a time of worship. And I believe that there's something that God is doing in each one of your hearts right now in this place. And so let's just yield ourselves to that. There's a renewal, a refreshing that God wants to do. For some of you, it's healing in your heart. For some of you, it's just a renewal that God wants to do. But let's yield to that time right here, right now, and just give him that space and the opportunity to begin to encourage, empower, and refresh us so that we can leave this room today and be ready to say yes to him. Hallelujah. Thank you, God.